You are listening to the Advanced Colorado Rundown, Colorado's conservative podcast, providing insight and thought-provoking discussions on Colorado's most critical policy issues. Let's join George Brockler and Michael Fields for today's edition. Welcome to the inaugural edition of the Advanced Colorado Rundown. My name's George Brockler. Across from me is the lovely... Michael Fields. Michael Fields. Um, this is going to be a podcast that we're going to do perhaps weekly, maybe bi-weekly to try to bring people up to speed on certain things. But I think even before we get there, we've got to ask the question, and you can answer this better than anyone, what is Advanced Colorado? So Advanced Colorado is uh, a nonprofit group uh, that we're both a part of. You're the president of the academy, uh, which really trains new leaders, uh, you know, getting people in and talking about uh, all the issues that are important in Colorado, training them up. Um, There's also the Institute, which I'm the president of, uh, and the Institute is a think tank. So we're talking about conservative policy uh, issues and and really, you know, stuff that matters to people's everyday life. And so, you know, we'll look at what happens during session. We'll talk about ballot issues. We'll go through uh, all different kinds of of policy ideas. Uh, And so I think we'll have a lot of fun dealing in in the policy realm uh, at the Institute, but also we have this legal arm. And so the legal arm uh, really talks about, uh, you know, these public interest litigation, um, these lawsuits that can come up if the... Uh, if the legislators go off or the governor goes off and does something that's unconstitutional, that never happens. <laughs> happens all the that time. Never happens. Um, and so I think you know, Advanced Colorado as a as a, a whole organization uh, is going to be something that's impactful, hopefully this year and in future years. Now we have these great names for two of the three things, like the Academy, the Institute. What do we call the legal arm? Well, it's under the Institute. And so uh, it used to be the, the Public Trust Institute, uh, and, and they did a lot of great work over the last couple of years. Uh, but now they're going to be under uh, the Advanced Colorado Institute. And, and really, I think it's going to start out pretty quickly that they're going to be needed, uh, given some of these bills that we're hearing oh about gosh, coming yeah. to the legislature. Uh, and so uh, you know, I think the fact that we'll be training people, getting them more involved, uh, getting them up to speed on what's happening. And this is why we wanted to do this podcast, really, to, to talk about uh, you know, the policy stuff that impacts people. The strong arm is taken. Could we call it the muscular arm? Or something. I think we can we can play around with it and figure out a, a good name. And for I it. think it's important for people to know that we're both legally trained. We both got law degrees from the University of Colorado Boulder. Go Buffs. Go Buffs. And I'm not trying to alienate people from the other parts of the state who may have some sort of allegiance to Cam the Ram or anything like that. But let's be honest. They don't have a law school. Right? They don't have a law school up at CSU. And the and I get it. Look, there's always this interstate rivalry that goes on, and it's healthy and it's appropriate and all that other stuff. But at the end of the day, we all have one thing in common. We all got into CSU. We all got into CSU. There it is right there. So if you're from Larimer County, don't turn us off. Uh, just continue to listen. Now, the, these podcasts are going to be completely consumable, about 15 minutes-ish, intended, as Michael talked about, to bring you up to speed on some of the issues of the day. We are even intending on bringing some of the smart policy thinkers and other folks into the studio for interviews. Yeah, and I think that's the, the key. Nobody wants to hear us the whole time. Um, and so we'll get some of the leaders that are pushing different policies that are experts on it. Uh, I think, you know, one that we're going to be talking about is the crime study that you guys uh, oh, yeah. did. And so you're going to be the expert on, on oh, that what? one. But, uh, you know, we'll definitely have leadership from state Senate, state house, uh, other people that are involved in the pal- policy realm. And so I'm excited to, to have those people uh, share their knowledge with us so we can share it with all of you. The crime study thing was, it was important to be a part of. You 
you can already feel, by the way, some of the pushback from the left as they realize that this is going to be a pretty big issue for people who get ballots in their mailboxes heading into November 2022. Yeah, the interesting thing was watching kind of the, the reaction. And you had some people on the left saying, look, you know, crime's a big issue. We, you know, you can't ignore yeah. it. And then you other people saying this is totally overblown, you yeah. know, that, that it's not a big deal at all. And so I think there's going to be a, a fight within uh, on the left on which tack they take, you know, which how do they uh, respond to this? And, and a lot of people are just silent on it. I mean, we have a, a crime tsunami going on in Colorado and policymakers that just aren't addressing it at Agreed. all. Agreed. I, I think it's interesting, too, that we now have people that deny the math and using the terminology of the left, they're crime deniers. But anyway, this will be a huge topic. Tabor, which is something nobody knows better than you do, that seems to always be on the ballot and in the legislative session in one way or another. That's another thing that we're going to cover in depth. Yeah, and I think that that's such an important issue, and it's an ongoing one, just because it allows us to vote on tax increases. How big is government going to be? And even if you have complete control over government, as, as Democrats, as liberals do right now, they are still still limited in, in what they're able to to accomplish uh, in terms of growing government. And I think that's a good thing. You got to bring the people along with you if you're going to do it. Uh, and we get these big taper refunds that are coming, um, and these projections are huge. Uh, you know, almost $2 billion a year is supposed to come back to us oh as boy. taxpayers, which is great. Um, and so we definitely want to, to delve more into to Tabor and the issues that, that come up every session of legislators trying to get around it, trying to take our refunds away, et cetera. It's hard to imagine, but I think government needs our money more than we'd... Wait, nope. No, it turns out that's <laughs> not true. I know that they want to continue to claim poverty and say that uh, the budget is just strangle held, but how much has it grown? I mean, I know this is something we can get into in more detail, but I'm always fascinated by the numbers. Yeah. So the numbers, I mean, you look at it, it, it was over a billion a year. Now we're getting closer to $2 billion that it's going up per year. We're wow. at $40 billion. <sighs> you know, a decade ago, it was $19 billion. So uh, I don't think people's incomes are growing quite as fast as, as state uh, revenue is. And so you know, anytime you hear that government doesn't have enough money, uh, you have stimulus money coming in, you have all kinds of funds coming in, you have education, just got $2.5 billion extra dollars. Uh, there's a lot of money in, in government right now. The The problem is, is, you know, our unemployment rate is 33rd in the, in the country still. We, we used, used to, to be the bomb. We used to have the number one economy. We don't anymore. Uh, maybe we should be concerned more about, you know, low and mid- middle income uh, jobs and families more than how much money government gets. The other thing that we do here in Colorado, which is pretty awesome and I think unique in the way we do it compared to other states and how successful we've been are ballot issues. And that's something that the Institute deals with a lot of, a lot in terms of educational piece and all that. Talk about that. Yeah. So ballot issues um, are relevant every year now. You know, this comes last year we had ballot issues the year before there were big ones. The fact that we get our Tabor refunds are because uh, Prop CC was defeated a couple of years ago, Boom. Um, which would have been billions and billions of dollars more to, to government. And so we're going to keep a, a, an eye on it, try to talk about it on these podcasts. We have one ballot issue that's already through, which is an income tax cut. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's you know currently 4.55%, going to go down to 4.4%, more money in people's pockets if that passes. I think it, it, it I, should. I think interestingly, the governor thought that that was too conservative. Yeah, he, wanted, he he floated the idea of getting rid of the income tax totally and obviously filling it in with other revenue. But um, I think, you know, this is something that will be interesting to see. Does the governor come out and support uh, an income tax reduction? But that is on the ballot already. We also think, though, that the left will come with some kind of progressive income tax yeah. increase, uh, try to, to make people pay more money, try to get, uh, you know, more, billions of dollars more uh, into, into government. And so that's one that we'll be watching. I'm sure there'll be plenty of other ballot issues that we end up talking about, too. 
Now, listen, as we head into the week that involves really the kickoff for the legislative cycle, and this will be the last one before the the big ballot in November. So these things take on kind of an extra political importance for each side. What are some of the things we can expect to talk about? Yeah, I think one big one uh, that we saw already is this collective bargaining bill um, that, you know, the legislature is trying to pass saying, you know what, we're going to get involved and tell localities, right, cities, school districts, uh, counties that uh, they need to have uh, mandate collective bargaining and say, you know, we're going to try to unionize every public employee out there, which has just never happened. And you've actually had pushback from previous governors, Democratic governors on this idea. But you have a bill uh, that has, uh, you know, some of the Democratic leadership saying, you know, we need more union members. Uh, We want to tell localities what they can do. And really, it'll have a budget impact on cities, on school districts. You're going to see them really push back against this. And so, uh, you know, I I think that'll be an interesting bill uh, that's already being talked about in, in the media. And I'm sure we'll talk about more, too. Well, that one is interesting to me because remember, it was just last year that the legislature said, well, local control matters here. They ought to be able to pass more restrictive gun laws and other laws than even the state has. And now they're like, we don't really care what you think Lakewood about how you deal with your your employees. We're going to allow them to unionize because Gosh darn it, we know best. Yeah, and they're going to tell them that that it has to be done pretty much. You know, it's right now localities could decide to do it on their own, and some of them have. Um, but that, yeah, this is you know local control. They only use it when it benefits them. Um, but it is something that's in the constitution, right? Yeah. Uh, it's something that is in statute, and so you know I think there could be talking about our legal arm in yeah. Advance Colorado. There could be some interest in pushing back uh, and saying, look, school districts. Uh, you know, have local control, cities, municipalities uh, have home rule, you know, and and so this will be an interesting debate. It'll be interesting to see how the governor comes down on that uh, as time goes on in this, the the political pressures of the session of the elections coming up, you know, (laughs) they're they're, uh, there. Who are they trying to appease? And it wasn't just like a year or so ago that the AFL-CIO or something said, hey, we're not going to contribute to Democrats anymore because they just can't be counted on to bring us the good stuff. Yeah, that was six months ago. Oh, six months <laughs> yeah. ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I'm sure the bill uh, got, oh, got into works right right oh, after no, that. But, that. Um, yeah, I think you know, obviously we'll be talking about policy, but policy is impacted by what is happening in terms of, of politics, too, uh, in terms of elections and, and how people respond to that. And so we're, that'll be an interesting thing. We're also feeling in our pocketbooks, if not right now, in the very near future, this explosion in property values. Yeah. Um, you know, it's something that I've been talking about for a couple of years now, but just the property tax increase, you know, as home values go up, people, uh, that property tax bill goes up too. And so Ledge Council, you know, the nonpartisan staff came out with, what do we think things are going to look like in, in future years? And next year, they're saying there's going to be a 20% increase in home oh values uh, in terms of their assessments. Therefore, oh. that's 20% more taxes that we'll be paying. And so I definitely think there'll be uh, some movement, um, you know, if not in the legislature, on ballot, on, on the ballot to deal with that problem and saying we can't tax people out of their homes. People that had, you know, homes bought them for, you know, $200,000. Now they're, you know, $2 million um, and people might be on fixed incomes or or low income people. Um, So I think we need to get, you know, and, and this will be a topic that we should discuss too, is just you know, the the home value market and how much, um, you know, demand there is and how the prices are going up, but then also the taxes that go along with that. Uh, and so that, that's something that we'll be watching closely. The taxes are brutal. But is it a situation, though, where government might be able to step in and delay the imposition of those taxes? 
Uh, it's possible. I mean, I know that that the governor and and and, and this is a, a big pressure that everybody's feeling. And yeah. so, you know, these temporary delays, or we're going to lower <laughs> the rate, or this or that, till November uh, the tenth, or something. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? This is something we're seeing with the with the gas tax right. increase, right? right. That just. Uh, just this week, Governor Polis came out and said, you know what? I know the, the additional gas tax was supposed to come in uh, in, in July, I think it yeah. was. And it's like, you know, we're going to push that to, to January, which uh, happens to be after the election that he'll be in and, and other people will be in. And I'm sure, again, it has no, no, no. connection. Do you know uh, whether or not Kim Kardashian has tweeted about that? I, I don't think I don't know if she's concerned <laughs> about the gas prices, uh, but I think uh, most Coloradans are. And so, you know, if we could get her on the phone to have that conversation. What? A great a guest. Can you do that? Can you reach out through your connections? I was thinking you, you were going to be the one. I, You're a little bit more. Yeah, I used to famous. have the number, but um, it turns out it was really just Kanye's, and they're not talking, <laughs> so I don't, I don't think I can get that done. Yeah. yeah. So next week or the next show, we think what we're shooting for are some of the leadership from the House and the Senate to come have a conversation with us about some of the bills that they're running. Yeah, some of the conservative uh, leadership in the House and Senate, um, you know, the the conservatives came out with this commitment to Colorado, talking about education, talking about public safety, talking about the economy and affordability. And I think they're putting out a bunch of bills that have to do with that. And and having somebody come on, uh, one of the leaders, to, to talk about what that looks like, what are some of those bills and ideas, I think would be. Uh, a good and to see you know is there any reaction from the other side to to embrace any of it and to uh, approve any of these bills uh, so I, I think it'll be a good discussion as session starts next week you'll have the governor give the state of the state you'll have leaders talk you'll have these bills start to come out uh, and then we'll get moving pretty quickly do we get to analyze the state of the state uh, I think we should uh, I, I think it'll be very interesting uh, to see you know what uh, the governor talks about. He's been on uh, Meet the Press and other uh, shows lately, talking, uh, sounding a little bit more like a president, like, like a little oh, more. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, like a conservative. Then uh, you know, talking about, talk, talking about cutting taxes and giving yeah. people personal freedom and everything else. So it'll be interesting to see what he focuses on in the state of the state and what the reaction is from both Democrats and Republicans. Yeah, I'm excited for this. This has been a great inaugural show. Uh, we'll be back next week for another uh, visit together to talk about all those things we just talked about. Uh, Michael, thank you. Next time, maybe show up sober. No, I'm kidding. That's that's a joke. He is almost entirely sober, as am I. No, I'm kidding. Uh, this has been the Advanced Colorado Rundown with George Brockler and Michael Fields. We'll be back with you very, very soon. You've been listening to the Advanced Colorado Rundown, brought to you by Advanced Colorado, the conservative thought leader, driving dialogue and solutions to Colorado's most critical policy issues. Find them at advancecolorado.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.